Good morning. Breakfast with the Broker every Tuesday at 9 a.m. We have a real, real treat for you guys uh, this morning. So uh, without further ado, and now all the way from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, she's the owner and founder of DiBianchi Real Estate, one of the stars of Bravo's hit show, Million Dollar List in Miami. She got her MBA at Nova Southeastern. She is a truly a local gem, a wife, a soon-to-be mother, and a luxury rock star. She is such a star. She has two last names, Samantha DiBianchi Laviola. Well, thank you. And I guess, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> good morning. How are you? Good morning. I am good. How are you? Very well. I know you're up in uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. And, um, and you know, it's, uh, you know, it's interesting because... Well, I guess we'll start there. I mean, you know, through this COVID and um, and such, and you know, whether you're non-essential or essential, Pennsylvania's hit, hit pretty hard because uh, they basically were non-essential for so many for about three months. And um, have you uh, tapped into the north or eastern um, kind of uh, you know influx into South Florida? Yeah, so I actually have over 50% of my clients are from the Northeast. So I work a ton with clients, whether it's from New York, um, Pennsylvania, just all throughout. Um, and, you know, it's important to understand their market as well, because I think it's one thing if you hear it on the news or even if you talk to your clients, but sometimes when you're physically there and you can kind of see it and and feel it on your own. I mean, that's what we do as professionals is, you know, we kind of have to take in our own experiences of things and and understand it in our own way. So that way, when someone's having a discussion about it, you know, we have our own input and opinion. Absolutely. And, you know, um, let's talk a little bit about the Million Dollar Listing uh, show, because, you know, it, it's interesting. Did you, uh, I mean, how did you go about it? How were you introduced to it? So it's a very long story. Um, I wasn't, I always, when I saw the show in, uh, before I got my license, so I got my license in 2009, and I knew about the show just like everyone else, I saw it on Bravo. And um, I always said, you know, if I'm going to be in real estate or when I'm in real estate, when I get my license, like go big or go home. And, you know, I think being on television and having that visibility is just amazing for career. So I really pushed and uh, as soon as I saw that they were coming into the area, they were, I think, going into a few different cities. Fort Lauderdale. Then there was um, some places in Hawaii, Atlanta. They didn't really know exactly where they were going to launch the next show outside of LA and New York. And, um, you know, I submitted just like everyone else. And um, I initially was told, no, I didn't have the sales. I didn't have the listings. I wasn't luxurious enough. Um, clearly, as you could see in the background, I'm sitting on a bed right now because I don't have an office. <laughs> own. So I'm very casual, um, low maintenance for the most part. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and then they told me no. And for whatever reason, when I hear no, this, um, fire kind of fuels in me and I put, put together a PowerPoint presentation as to why I should be on the show. And I stalked people. It's very much, very similar to what I do now in business. Um, uh, when I need to get a deal done. Um, 
And yeah, and finally they thought my my PowerPoint presentation was hysterical and they didn't realize that it was, you know, me selling myself and um, I signed up and that was that, the rest is history. That's awesome. I mean, uh, as far as a, a lesson to be learned, you know, um, you know, the most successful people in the world, you know, when they do hear no, they're, you know, they, they have this uncomfortable feeling, but they power through to get to the comfortable side of it. And uh, that's awesome. Any uh, uh, stories that uh, you care to share uh, while you were on uh, Million Dollar Listing? Um, well, I think there's a lot of stories. It's even a much longer story how I even got on. But I think, you know, the main point is people will always say, well, I'm not on a million dollar listing. So how do I get that launch? And how do I, you know, get that exposure? I'm not on television and whatever. And I don't think it matters if you're on television. I think if there's so many platforms now, whether it's Facebook Live or just a plain video, um, YouTube. Yesterday I was watching the news and they were talking about TikTok, which I know nothing about, nor do I want to know anything about it. But, you know, a lot of realtors are using TikTok. Um, there's so many <laughs> platforms to use that's not television. I mean, so many people are going off of, um, you know, cable and they're going on to internet. So, um, it's really important that no matter what you're doing, even an Instagram story, that you're just doing it. And so many times it's like, well, who's watching it and who's reading my posts? And there's anything I can tell anyone it's and teach anyone. It's that just keep doing it. Keep posting. Keep doing videos. Keep putting yourself out there because people are watching just because they're not commenting or engaging. I know that's the big word. Um, that doesn't mean that they're not reading it, watching it, and paying attention. Absolutely. And, you know, so I have three girls, uh, 15, 11, and 8. So I can tell you right now I am TikToked out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I certainly know what TikTok is because it's, it's uh, going on in my house uh, about 24 hours a day, uh, yeah. sometimes 22 hours. But uh, it's, um, it, it's actually, you know, and that's to the point of a, a real estate agent. You, know, you really need to embrace and adapt uh, new technology and make it your own. You know, yeah. very similar to, you know, like you said, video and consistency and, and such like that. And, yeah. you know, everyone has something to say. And, um, you know, how do you come up with the content uh, that you have with uh, your video? And do you stay true to yourself? You know, is it, you know, do you want to be someone else or do you want to be yourself? So it's funny, um, you know, back years ago, I actually um tried to work with a company to handle my social media because it was, as you know, it, it tends to be a lot when you're, you know, you're working with your clients, you try to maintain your personal life. And then it's like, oh, I got to post, I got to do this, I got to do that. So um, there are companies out there that can help, um, you know, put together your social media plan and even post for you. And the problem that I saw was that, you know, their idea of me and who I actually am were very different and I quickly, they were fantastic, but I just, it didn't vibe with who I am. And so I took it off and finally I said, you know what, the whole, uh, Richard Branson, screw it, just do it. Like, I just was like, I'm just going to be myself. And if people don't like it, they can unfollow me or unfriend me or not like it or not comment, whatever it is. And my social media engagement and likes and follows and everything just kind of boomed from there as soon as I was very real and very myself. So I post about 
um, especially on Instagram, I'm very active um, and, and my Facebook as well. But for the most part, Instagram, and I'm always telling a story, whether it's, you know, a client that I fired. I talk about that, about how I, you know, one post I showed a client over the course of, you know, a year plus a hundred homes. And then, um, you know, I found out that he was cheating on me with another realtor and how I fired him despite him still wanting to work with me. Um, how I've turned down listings because of unrealistic sellers. Um, and then there's positives about my sales and, you know, the story behind how, you know, one house, for example, I used to own. And then when I sold it, I made money. And then that seller went to go sell it. And I brought the buyer back to that same house. And so it's just kind of, you know, it's interesting how there's so many different um, stories that I'm able to tell and share and hopefully teach people. Another post I talked about how, um, you know, to, to really stay true and, and make those connections and network with other realtors. So I got um, a referral from a local realtor who just, uh, he was still green. He, he didn't have a lot of experience under his belt just yet. So he referred me a $2 million listing. And, you know, so many agents, I, I think, you know, think, well, why would I network with the agent down the street? They're my competition, but not necessarily. And so many times you can work together. So I, I did a post about that. And, um, you know, I think I try to, it, it's not only just teaching and helping other people. I think it's kind of like my own little storybook as well. If I ever, I, I sometimes I go back and I scroll on my Instagram and I'm like, oh, like I remember that day, you know, or, or that deal or that scenario. And it's kind of cool. It's, it's like my own little diary, I guess. So it's, it's neat. So, I mean, that's really amazing from, you know, that, that agent's perspective who, you know, is kind of green or whatever, you know, she, you know, he or she was uh, new in the industry um, or maybe hadn't taken some of the luxury listings, obviously, that you have. And, you know, when you think about big picture, you know, partnering or, or getting mentored by someone like yourself who has done it and, and knows how to do it and could follow is going to be significantly more exposure, significantly more knowledge and experience than, you know, uh, holding out for the 100% commission that you may not end up getting because you don't know how to market a $2 million listing. Sure. I think it's not just yeah. the fact that the agent didn't know what to do, but it's also showing kind of good faith to the seller or wh whoever is recommending or, or referring that seller. So let's say you say, Sam, I want you to sell my house, but I don't have enough experience. But I'll say, look, you know, I don't think I'm the right girl, but let me refer you to someone that I'm confident in and I'll make my, you know, referral commission, which is great. And then you have kind of that another level of respect for me because I'm not just saying, yeah, I'm going to take this on and, and try to figure it out. And you're my experiment or my project. I'm instead saying, you know what, I'm not there yet, but let me give you someone who is the right person. And I think, you know, there's definitely respect that would come from you in that scenario. Huge lesson in that. I mean, you know, we, we talk about agents, you know, uh, doing residential and commercial and, you know, luxury real estate and, you know, uh, small affordable condos or, or what have you, you know, um, stick, you know, kind of stick to your lane uh, because right. a lot of times, you know, people will come back to your lane. Um, you've created a luxury lane. You know, you've created a Fort Lauderdale luxury lane that, um, you know, people look up, you know, look up to you, respect you um, in the Fort Lauderdale market. So, you know, you know, it's um, it's interesting, you know, great, great lesson. 
you know, how do you get into luxury real estate? Because, you know, that's the big question for agents that are new into the business, looking to really kind of, you know, maybe, maybe not necessarily get to two and three and $4 million listings, but looking to, you know, increase their average sale price. You know, they're stuck in the three or 400,000. So I think it's just, it's all, you know, like is, like is attracted to like. So, you know, what, how are you going to meet the people that have the properties or are buying the properties in that price point? You need to be a part of their world. So, you know, whether it's you're meeting them on the golf course or you're meeting them, you're, you're joining a tennis league, things that are naturally a little more um, associated with the luxury world. You need to be a part of that world. Um, and you also need to be natural. Um, you need to know what you're talking about. You need to know your numbers. You need to know your inventory. And I think no matter what price range you're focused on, knowing your inventory is everything. I mean, I, I, I've met with so many new agents that try to, you know, pick my brain and it's like, well, what, what's the biggest piece of advice that I can get from you, you can give me. And it's like, really know your inventory. And it's like, oh, I know everyone says that, but it's like everyone says that, but are you really listening? Are you actually going out to all of these projects? Are you familiar with all the neighborhoods? Do you understand what the price points are with these buildings and neighborhoods? Because the last thing you want to be is not educated in your own business and industry and profession. And if you go out, let's say, to a bar and someone comes up to you and says, yeah, you know, I'm thinking, you know, what do you do? Oh, I'm in real estate. Oh, I, I think I might eventually want to sell my house, you know, what do you think my house would be worth or what are homes selling for in my neighborhood? And after I sell my house, I'm thinking of buying in a building in downtown Fort Lauderdale. What buildings do you like? And I can't tell you how many real estate agents I've met with that I, I ask a simple question of name three buildings in downtown Fort Lauderdale and they can't name three buildings. And it's insane to me. Like, how do you not know? How do you not know the names of buildings? Like, this is all you're supposed to be doing. Um, and I tell them immediately, you've you've missed out on that sale. You missed out on that client. You missed out on the opportunity. So there's always something to be doing, even when you're not busy, especially during these times. I recently, um, so I, I started a blog um, at Sam DiBianchi. Com. And my last post was 10 things that I'm currently doing. And it talks about how even when you're not busy, because, you know, during COVID, some people were still busy. Some people were not. When you're a new agent, you're not necessarily immediately busy. So it's like, well, what do you do to be busy? And one of the, the biggest things was, you know, really you, you can virtually tour homes, buildings, new projects, um, and really take the time to educate yourself. So um, that's so important to do. And I can't stress that enough. I love it. Be prepared for the opportunity. You know, I saw, um, I had the pleasure of seeing Matthew Johnson on, on stage several years back. And that was his biggest uh, takeaway. You know, make sure that you're prepared for that opportunity. Yeah. Know your product, know your audience, and make sure that you, you know, again, stay in your lane. Because too often, I think people go outside their lane, and because you know they're they're going for the you know the big catch or what have you, and you know when you stay in that lane, you really understand that market better, and you're doing a service to your uh, seller rather than a disservice. And uh, I think that's a, that's really important. 
I, I think too, it's just don't stay in your lane, but also don't overextend yourself. Don't get into situations that you know you're not confident on. So a great example is there's um, a listing appointment I took on and I was confident about the listing, but I was confident it was not going to take six months. It was definitely going to take over six months to sell. Um, and I told them that in order for me to work with them, I would need a 12 month contract. And it's like, Oh, 12 months. And I said, look, here's why. And I explained, you know, the market with, uh, their specific type of property. Um, the single family home market for us has been, or at least for me has been insanely busy. Um, but they are in more of a boutique condo. And I said, you know, especially based on comps and what I'm seeing, the demand for boutique condos is not very strong. And I'm going to need a commitment from you longer than six months because based on the history, it's taking longer than six months to sell. So I'm going to put in my time, my money, my energy, my experience. Um, I'm going to, you know, pay for all of this marketing and advertising. And then I don't want to come back around, you know, five months later and say, can I get my extension? You know, and and I want to just come at it with, uh, you know, the truth and be upfront from the start. And if I don't get that listing, that's okay. Because I'd rather them give it to somebody else. And then, you know, someone once told me it's, you should be the first born, the second wife and the third realtor. And they already have (laughs) one. So they'll hire another person and then I'll be the third realtor and I'll get it done and I'll make a nice commission. But I don't think, you know, never be afraid to lose those opportunities either because you know they'll remember me as the honest realtor that gave it to them straight and it gives me the ability to focus on sellers and clients and properties that i am confident on that i can sell in the time span that i give uh and the term that i give the listing agreement for yeah i love it um you know buyer's behaviors you know you, you must have read my mind on the on the next question but you know buyer behaviors have changed uh you know, when we're looking at the condo market versus a single family home market, a lot of people that were thinking condo are now kind of gearing or, or moving a little bit towards the single family home market with the pool or near the water or, you know, something about the lifestyle rather than just being in a condo building. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about what you've been seeing, um, especially, you know, from the Northeast. So I've been seeing, again, the single family home market on the buy side and the rent side has been extremely strong. I mean, I own a lot of property. I know I own nine homes. So and most of them were Airbnbs and I had to quickly convert them to annual, which I was able to do not only quickly, but also for top dollar, which has been great. Um, You know, a lot of people that sold, um, especially in... uh, you know, second time home buyer market, um, millennial market, they would sell. And then they were kind of like, you know, we don't really know where the market's going. Let's stay liquid. Let's rent even for six months um, or 12 months. And so the rental market was strong, but now more than ever, I'm seeing a ton. I have a ton of clients right now um, buying single family homes, also high rise condos, just not boutique condos. Um, and I think the difference with high rise, because um, I live in a high rise right now is You know, yes, your amenities got shut down, but I can say now that things are reopen, um, I have the cleanest gym in town. Uh, It's not as convenient as, oh, hey, I can pop to the gym, but um, they have a whole system in place where, 
you sign up. It's 10 people max that can be in the gym. Um, you have an hour of time. After that hour, they have a cleaning crew come in, sanitize everything. Then, you know, the next 10 people. And there's never been a problem getting into the gym. There's never 10 people. Um, I can go three hours um, a day if I wanted to. It's just in hour time slots. And I know that I'm in a safe environment where I'm not going to have a ton of people in this gym. It's going to be clean. There's peace of mind in that. And I think, um, you know, there is value. So when people say, well, everyone's leaving condos, as a realtor, it is so important to always look at the full spectrum. You can't just jump the bandwagon and say, well, everyone's leaving, you know, the the big cities and doing this and doing that. And I was recently, uh, I speak on Fox business, Fox news, CNBC all the time. And my last, one of my last segments was about how, you know, everyone's leaving the big cities and New York city. And I'm like, I don't agree with that. People just don't up and leave and move to the suburbs. They, they adapt. And I think that that's the name of the game is just, adaptability and adapting to the new environment and even as a realtor just adjusting to the new normal which you know maybe we're doing more virtual tours or virtual open houses or whatever it is and uh but people don't just quit you know their current lifestyle they they like to know their options so i think you know as realtors it's really important to educate buyers on okay yes your condo might shut down the pool and the grill and the gym, but here's the pro of when everything opens back up. You're in a really clean environment where your maintenance staff is constantly cleaning the building. Any guests that comes in, their temperatures are checked. Like you're not doing that in a single family home. I'm not checking the temperatures of my friends that come in, you know, through the door every time. So there, there's pros maybe, and cons. Maybe I should. <laughs> yeah, pros and cons with everything. And I think it's really important to always be unbiased and educated and explain all of this to clients, not just the one way. I love it. Yeah. So um, you're getting into marketing. When you're looking at marketing, can you give us one, I guess, either either it's a CRM platform or an app that you use every day that you couldn't live without uh, that maybe people don't know of? So I used to use Follow Up Boss as my CRM, but I now I actually created my own CRM um, because I... I wasn't in love with any specific CRM. So I'm like, all right, well, let me, um, my friend uh, builds out websites and systems and he kind of, I bother him every day and he adjusts it. And (laughs) now I can tell you everything about my clients from, you know, their favorite color, their pet's birthday. Um, And I think that that is the most important. I'm always updating my CRM because, you know, you forget things and you forget, well, how did I meet that client? Um, who are my referral uh, sources? Um, when did they last buy? You know, when what was their last house or first house that they ever bought or sold with me? And I think, you know, that is one of the most important things is just getting as much information about your client as possible and, and really staying as educated about your client and, and your database as possible. How often do you stay in contact with your uh, your sphere or your past clients All the time. and referral sources? If yeah. there's one thing I, I definitely do, especially when I'm traveling, I'm always just like looking through my phone and thinking about, mm-hmm. okay, you know, starting with A, 
and who have I not reached out to just checking in? Uh, there's been so many times where I literally send a text message of, Hey, just wanted to check in with you, see how you're doing. Um, and that can just totally, you know, translate into, Oh, Hey, how are you? By the way, how's the market? I'm thinking about buying. I'm, I'm thinking about selling. Are there any opportunities out there? And suddenly, you know, you just saying hello turns into a deal. And it's as easy as that, but so many people, again, just don't put in the work. There's so many just So, um, last question. The, um, I always ask, you know, this is an off real estate topic, but what's your favorite uh, either streaming Netflix show uh, or series, and what are you currently watching? Oh, my goodness. There's so many. <laughs> I mean, uh, my husband and I love Ozarks. Um, mm -hmm. Dead to Me is a good one. Uh, what am I currently watching? We've watched so many things. It's kind of bad at this point. It's more of we're trying to figure out what's next. Um, currently, we've been watching a bunch of movies, but yeah, there's a lot of Netflix. I also love on Showtime Billions. Um, oh, that's great. Big Bobby Axelrod fan, and yeah, uh, yeah so uh, the list goes on. Awesome, <laughs> Samantha. I can't thank you enough for uh, coming on. Um, I think you gave uh, some great value. Uh, know your inventory. Be prepared for that opportunity. Um, you know, make sure that you contact your sphere all the time um, and stay in your lane uh, to a certain degree. And um, you know, very much appreciate it. You're, uh, you know. You are a phenom in the, in the real estate industry. Um, we all look up to you and respect you and certainly uh, wishing you the best of success. Well, thank you. Same to you. You're welcome. Where can we, uh, where can we follow you? Um, at Sam D. Bianchi, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Um, I try to stay as active as possible. And soon to, and soon to be TikTok. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's ever going to happen. I <laughs> um, you know, this is being recorded and a year from now when you're on TikTok, I'm going to remind you. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, you just like ping me and send me this. You say you I wonder if TikTok will still be around at that point. Oh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's pretty huge now. <laughs> Crazy. Samantha, thanks again. Yes. Uh, well, thank you very much for tuning in. Breakfast with the Broker every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Uh, next week, I believe, what's, what are we, the 16th? I think the 23rd, we have Mayor Scott Singer uh, from the city of Boca. Uh, come on, we're going to uh, talk to him about, um, you know, the city and, and, and certain uh, things that have been going on uh, during uh, uh, the city of Boca. So we, uh, we certainly appreciate Samantha. Take care. We'll see you next week. Have fun in Pennsylvania. Thanks. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> Bye.